Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, from Let's Begin to We're Done, from Brian Wilson to Hidden Sun, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Are we? His age is 37. It's my co-host, Evan. I thought you swore you would stop doing that. <laughs> nope. Now I have to do it because we're recording this far in the past, so now I have to fill in those gaps with Evan rhymes. Oh, great. I have no rhyme again for say- or I've, I've never had a rhyme. I. You've got L.A. Laker. You've got Delicious Fa- Baker. He's a faker. Faker. Perfect. And introduce me. <laughs> No. Okay, no. fine. You piece of He's shit. He's a snake. He's fine. a Jake the Snaker. We're going to do it like that then. I yeah. see how yeah. it well, is. Well, I mean, you're the one who's changing up the uh, intro on me. Evan, can I tell you a story real quick? No, can I tell you? Before we introduce our amazing guest. Can I tell you a story? No. I- okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Tell me a story. Well, I was driving over here today. I passed a skunk. Cool story. <laughs> do you like the smell of skunks? No. What? I do. It's weird. It's one of those weird things. <laughs> Don't you? Okay. <laughs> Why are you? treating me like a like a pariah sorry here. go ahead you know like just a faint whiff of sort of like a sulfur smell i don't know why but i've always liked it mm. always, i always i mean i don't want to get sprayed by a skunk mm-hmm. i don't think anybody does but yeah just a, just the faintest the faintest whiff as i drive by. i'm like oh a skunk i think it's like how you just like the smell of gasoline you know like it's just that's yeah everyone likes gasoline right. smell and it's not a good smell but you know but me, okay so wait mine is better can one question can i ask you one question go first quickly, can i interrupt you quickly <laughs> what is one thing you like that you shouldn't uh, uh, the Britney Spears song "Toxic." Okay, is that right? Is that a good answer? Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a wrong answer. Right? Okay. There's no value judgment in here. I just, I just put the put the skunk thing out there. So I want you to have. I want to have some blackmail on you too. Oh, perfect. And I don't that's feel not like you, that's I, my karaoke you, you go-to. You didn't give me really good. In- okay. Well, anyway, you got to tell me a story. I came home today, mm-hmm. and my roommate Alex had a friend over. Mm-hmm. Her name was Rebecca. I've never met her before. Mm-hmm. And Alex said, "Hey, Rebecca's met a bare naked lady," <gasps> and I said, "Fucking everybody but us." It's we're the only people who don't know bare naked ladies in this world. Yeah, I feel like they get around. Like yeah, they're very was, friendly guys. She was a professional pinball player, and she met Ed on the pinball circuit, which Pro- blows my goddamn mind. Oh, I know he collects pinball machines. He I know plays, that. He collects. He plays. I was putting together a segment where I'd ask you bare naked trivia, but <laughs> there, were only, there were only like four questions. <laughs> oh, good. Did you know like Ed is like a con- he's like the Canadian equivalent of a Kentucky Colonel. He was like part of like the Royal Air Force. They like they like jumped him in real quick for just a little bit <laughs> for like like honorary doctorate. Yeah, from- yeah basically okay. like he's like an honorary Air Force. Then he like commissioned in the Air Force. Then he resigned because he if, he's, if he Canada, loves flying. If Canada went to war, could Ed like no. commission like push I a mean, Navy Colonel or Sanders an Air is like Force an elite regiment in the Civil War, <laughs> like. That's some great alternate history. That's writing for you. It's called counterfactual history. Counterfactual history. Speaking of... I do declare. <laughs> I do declare. He would have crashed the damn thing. <laughs> um, speaking of declaring things, I do declare... Ooh, Colonel Sanders segues. regiment would be the best fed oh, in all goes. the Confederacy. Speaking of Colonel Sanders, I'm going to get a real run-up to right, this segment. It's called A to C. Okay, A to C. Colonel Sanders to chicken. Chicken to... Chicken to singing. Singing. Crowing. Crowing. Crowing to singing. Singing to our wonderful guests today. (laughs) That's like an A to to F. Thank you. (laughs) I give that segue an F. Uh, Today we have two stars of the podcasting game, two improv superheroes. You can hear her on Amazon's Little Big Awesome, and you can see her in Party Over Here. He has appeared in everything from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend to AP Bio and everything in between, and together they host one of the best new podcasts. It's on Earwolf. It's called Off Book, the improvised musical podcast. It's Jess McKenna and Zach Reno. Hi, guys. How are you? 
Whoa, fun intro. Oh, what an intro. <laughs> There's one thing we do well. It's those introductions. Yep. And that's the uh, only thing we do well. <laughs> that was a delight. Going to crash and burn like if Ed Robertson stole a military jet. <laughs> hey, Evan, you were talking about skunks, yes? So yes. that smell is evolutionarily and biologically designed to be unpleasant. It's literally <laughs> the purpose of the smell. It's well. the skunk's defense mechanism to, to get things to go away from it. So, I think you might be broken. Or well, you are the next um, stage of human okay, where okay. like we need to be friends with skunks for some reason mm. we don't yet know. Like there's something that's going to like cross over in our saliva that for gives sure. us immunity. We need to like have them around as domesticated pets. And you are the next range of humans. So either, you're either humanity's last hope <laughs> or you're totally screwed. But also, I'm with you. I kind of like it. I don't oh. love sitting in it. But if yeah. I get like a, if I get two seconds of it, there, mm-hmm. it, there is that like cognitive dissonance of like, I hate this so much that I kind of like it. And also only if it's over quickly. I Anytime I've been that. around it where it's like. You don't want to sit in it. No, 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 oh, yeah. no. Yeah. But a quick pass through on a car. You know what it is for me? I like seeing skunks, so like knowing that a skunk is around is tight. That doesn't surprise me at all. The mere welcome when someone says skunk, you're just like, oh yes, they do exist. Oh, I just like being reminded those little cuties are out there. Nature is real, and it's all around us. (laughs) Welcome to Skunk Pod. That's true. We're both. uh, We're all. Hey, so here's the deal. I think there's gray area. Zach said you're either like. Fucked up, or you are humanity's savior. I think you're just the beginning of Homo superior, where you're like Homo little better. I'm like like the missing link between humanity and something better. Yeah, so they're never gonna find my body. No, yes, you will be (laughs) forever lost to time. We're burying this cast. This is the unreleased episode. Oh god, of it's all been done. Is this where you finally kill me? Yes, this is the one. I wondered why you asked me to record in the crawl space. (laughs) Why there's plastic on the ground? (laughs) It's always the crawl space. Uh, Zach, Jess, I want to know. I was so delighted that you guys agreed to be on the cast because I'm a huge off-book fan, but I want to know why you wanted to talk about Bare Naked Ladies. What is you, do you have history with the band? Do, do, you, do you know ladies? You have to tell me if you know ladies, otherwise it's entrapment. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wish I knew. I okay. single lady. I know not a single lady. Okay, anymore. very good. But so I what? know all the single ladies. I know, <laughs> I know all the single ladies. Honestly, dude, like, you sent up the bat signal and we were like, yeah. I think like I am not nearly as in demand for talking to people as you seem to perceive me to be. Ooh, so, there really? are very few. Yeah, not true. I mean, like I'm down to I'm down to listen to some music and then talk to some good dudes. Like, <laughs> sounds like a good time. I don't think I have enough exposure to bare naked ladies, but uh, I do enjoy. Their um their cover of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen on some of my huh. high ranking Christmas playlists. They have yeah, an yeah. entire Christmas album, don't they? Yes, uh, it is amazing, and we will be doing it for the whole month of December. Ugh, every December, you. yes, you will. To that shit, but yes, we will. <laughs> yes, and we definitely will. Um, yeah, their their Christmas songs are uh, a delight. They have um. Like a, a barking dogs version of Jingle Bells that I love. They do. They do have. We were talking about this a few episodes ago. There is two Hanukkah songs on that album. Wonderful. So we will be able to do. I'm so excited. Halloween. I'm very Halloween. Excited. <laughs> yes. Um, that album was on loop last Christmas at my wife's home. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Her, her uh, the home that she grew up in. Oh, good. You don't live separately. Okay. 
<laughs> I love her very much. I refuse to live with her. Uh, I get it. No, we. Uh, it was like one of those uh, five CD like changer situations, right? That just kept like cycling through. So I heard that album like three or four times over the course of this Christmas, and it was great. So, oh, okay, and you didn't get to the point where you hated it. No, I think that Jingle Bell song I can take like once. It's a okay. little bit like it's a good joke, but but what is the other? Do they sing happy birthday to Jesus on they that album? They certainly do. That is a great joke. <laughs> to, just on a Chris, to just on a Christmas album, just sing happy birthday, <laughs> dear Jesus. Do you know, can I tell you, yes. when my like extended family gets together for a Christmas gathering and we try to like make one of the youngest among us say like the blessing before we all eat, because typically when my whole family gets together, there's like, Everyone holds hands. We say a grace. Mm-hmm. And everyone, like, we don't say it's my non-Catholic side. So we're not just, like, saying, bless us, the Lord. We're like, someone in the family be like, hey, we're so happy the family's together. Bless this food in the hands that created it. Amen. But we're always, like, into getting a child to do it because it's way cuter. So you're like, <laughs> I don't want to hear, like, my aunt say grace, even though perfectly nice. I'd rather hear, like, some child be like, and my family, and I love them. <laughs> oh my God. You know, that's way better. So we've, we've like, often tried to, like, position that to be a kid. And I would say 60% of the time they go, and we're happy we're here, and happy birthday to you. They have sung <laughs> happy birthday to Jesus. Uh, I think it was, like, now something that's really being, like, pushed around in, like, uh, like Sunday school. Right. Another, like, family friend of mine, on like their Instagram, they had a birthday cake for Jesus at Christmas. I think oh, the no, birthday wow. is... that is wild. <laughs> well, I used to when I was a kid, and people would like, well, isn't it weird that this is supposed to be about like talking about how Christmas gets really materialized, and what does that mean about like it's being actually a religious holiday? Right. And I was like, aren't we just throwing a really big birthday party for Jesus, and aren't <laughs> the presents kind of like the goodie bag? Right. Unless you're unless you're like me, and you're like. A Santa household because both your parents are technically Jewish. Then it's then it's like you tend to you push the Jesus stuff like over to the side and try not to look at it so hard, even though like it's definitely there. No, for sure. Yeah. But if you are a Jesus household and you're like, wait a second, is it kind of messed up that yes. we're focusing on like just giving toys to our children? I was like, ain't it just the best birthday party for the coolest dude? Yeah, where he got a bunch of presents for for all of us. Yeah, that was like my. I was like, Santa's basically just like giving out like what will be inside his pinata. <laughs> That's true. We should be giving birthday presents to Jesus. People should. So I was thinking, like, throw like Xboxes into the snow, or bur- just burn <laughs> them in a fire. Burn them oh, in a do you fire. think do Jesus still- lives in the snow? Yeah. Do we still offer yeah, burnt with offerings? With Santa, right? That's what yeah, they yeah, do at yeah. Polish. Yes. Um, him and Jesus well, hanging out, and we know now that we've got gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Yep. So we yeah. don't know if he has an Xbox. Right. <laughs> the, Holy, the Holy Ghost is just Jack Frost. Yes. <laughs> That's growing growing up in a in a household really without religion. That really was my Jesus is Santa is Jack Frost is yeah, sure. Ameri- snowman. You, you grew up American. Your yeah, religion was American. Exactly. The melange yeah. of of everything. Yeah. I was I was yeah. raised Catholic, so I think that you should just give your the presents to the priest and he'll make sure that Jesus gets them. <laughs> he'll, right? He knows where they he need knows, to go. You, you can't just hand presents to our Lord and Savior. You got to you get an intermediary between them. You need that. to have the valet who'll park yeah, your car for you. Talk, you can't talk directly to the to the man. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Party. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be blinded. <laughs> were, you, were your prayers directed at at your priest too? <laughs> Say please pass this to Jesus for me. I really mm. No, but your confessions are. Oh, yeah. shit, that's true. 
Unless you're like on a burning bridge and you're like, there is no priest around. Please. (laughs) Jesus, I know this is a bother, but. Does this count? (laughs) I'm so sorry. This is not what I expected to get into on this episode of It's All Been Done on Bare Naked Ladies. You gotta know I'm bringing that Catholicism (laughs) and that Christmas love out the gate. (laughs) That is is for real, though. I think the most exposure I have with the Bare Naked Ladies is that album. Yeah, besides, it's been. Sure. Even that, I know the Weird Al version better than I know the Bare Naked Ladies version. That is, you are the second person to say that well no uh one of our previous guests said that he was more familiar with it or no that that he was introduced to the Naked ladies through the weird owl version mm-hmm. um but it really does seem like i mean i always thought Naked ladies were bigger than they were i, I, I was the same way and I, I think like one week was the song that charted the biggest and oh, that, yeah. that was just their that was their like apex yeah. and then they just sort of like peaked and went away in the popular american consciousness sure but people like you and me we just kind of grabbed onto them we're like these guys are super super awesome they're <laughs> part of the that? <laughs> they're part of the alternative oeuvre yeah i mean it hit me it hit me at the perfect point in my childhood where i was like i need music what is music oh this is music cool this is the music i'll listen to forever now well, well segueing into the actual song go. oh segueing into the song we're talking about they uh the the maybe you should drive the cd that this song is on right is actually the first bare naked lady cd i owned uh-huh so i had a very different like conception of the bare naked ladies when i sort of started listening because i had no oh context i didn't have gordon to know they were like a silly band yeah and maybe you should drive as by and large like a it's it just fits sort of in the alternative canon of sure. the 90s i felt I, like and this this song so, specifically so for me it was they were just sort of an alternate another alternative band that being said let's hop into this week's song okay this week's song is called alternative girlfriend and if you've never heard it here's a quick clip <laughs> the magic of podcasting. Um, that was great. I don't understand. Oh. I didn't hear it. Uh, sex, shut the fuck up, man. What happened? Wait, are you, you a radio said, DJ or not? Yeah, you just said, like, let's hear a quick clip. And then I didn't hear a quick clip. So. <laughs> listen, well, listen, dude. I was under the impression they were going to make up the song. Uh, yeah. I thought you guys were doing an episode of Off Book. So let's That's pretend right. like Alternative Girlfriend doesn't exist. What is it? No. Um, so okay, what, hold I, on. We'll introduce what, our podcast real quick. What's that? He's going to introduce their podcast. Oh, shit. To start our yeah. podcast inside your podcast? Yes. Hi, welcome to Off Book, the improvised musical podcast. The, that one's Jessica McKenna. <laughs> that one's Zach Reno, and Scott's not here. Scott's not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm playing on my keyboard as if I'm Scott. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't think we're equipped to do ours right now. We should do yours instead. No, yours is way better and more fun. <laughs> um, was this your first time hearing uh, Alternative Girlfriend? Yes. 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 Let's get some. Let's go around the room and get some general impressions. So, uh, uh, what was what was your general impression of it? Having heard it for the first time, we can dive into specifics in a second. But just you know, on a, on a macro level, um, I liked it pretty good. I wanted a little bit more punch from the chorus, and I thought when I looked up the lyrics, it sort of confirmed when I was like, "So I think this song is about." It seemed a little manic pixie dream girl for me, you know, like. 
ooh, I need to be safe from my boring wife, mm-hmm. existing that, girlfriend. That, my, that was also my exact question about this. Right. Where it's like, it is unclear to me as to what, because like alternative, oh, I don't want to hear it. You finish, you finish. Then I'm done. Well, but that's <laughs> what it is. I mean, he's yeah. like, I got to go back to her and she's a bore or where my life's a bore. And you're like, oh, okay, so this is a side piece that now you're leaving with a U, in a U-Haul. Right. Mm-hmm. And this idea that like she is better because she sleeps on a futon is like, I don't know. You haven't told me that much of substance of this alternative girlfriend, except for that she is an alternative to your wife. Right. right. So, it's a She's two kinds of an alternative. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, BNL. No, thank you. Come on, um, wordplay. It's great. It is wordplay, which I do love um, fiercely. But, I mean, I liked I, uh, the song itself, I, I liked pretty good. I right. wanted, like, yeah, I wanted something slightly catchier from the chorus, but okay. it's certainly, like, fun, sounded very of the time. This song came out in 1994, I believe. Yeah. 94, 95. Sure, correct. Yes. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like, you know what? We've had Jurassic Park for a year. Here's this song. (laughs) (laughs) We were a little too late for the Jurassic Park soundtrack. Yeah. Everyone remembers where they were when uh, Kennedy was assassinated and when Jurassic Park had been out for For a a year. year. (laughs) I just saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom Uh yesterday, and I realized I was seeing it at the theater that I had seen now I've seen three out of the five at the same theater, like in my hometown. And I was what? too little to see the first one in theaters. So like that oh. one doesn't count. And then I saw the first Jurassic World in LA. But these three, I was like, oh, I'm walking. Like I remember being so full of anticipation, waiting in this line outside of the movie theater to see Lost World. Yeah. And like looking over at my mom before the, it started being like, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't think Nicole just saw it because she was with her uncle at a screening of it, and I wasn't there because I was doing a different thing. I don't think I'm going to see this one. That's okay. I think <laughs> I, I, I have had. You do you I, have to pass all of your like things by Jess? Like, should I? Is it okay to not see Game Night? I'm is really, that okay? I'm, or no, it's not. No. Game Night's very Game good. Night's great. Oh, is it? Okay, um, good. I gotta check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's just a brilliantly constructed movie for a lot of reasons. Uh-huh. But my thing with Jurassic Park, since that's what this podcast is about, uh, yeah. is it, it is now occurring to me that, like, this, well, I don't know for sure because I haven't seen it, but, like, there's a lot of, like, drama coming from, like, and now we have to, like, stop the dinosaurs and, like, hunt the dinosaurs or not eaten <laughs> by the dinosaurs or like stop the dinosaurs yeah which is kind of like messed up from the perspective of like this is basically a dinosaur zoo they didn't ask to be in the zoo right and now right, they're like right. out of the zoo and now we're like killing them all yeah for sure we're dinosaurs that's not totally what the movie is yeah i know it's not yep. i just know that some <laughs> dinosaurs die and i'm not into it well <laughs> dinosaurs die in all of them though dinosaurs die in real life they all do it, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I get it. They're all <laughs> Here's what I'll say. Every Jurassic Park post the, the original, they have allowed the dinosaurs to be more like monsters and not predators. Not like mm-hmm. animals mm-hmm. that will kill be like Because that's they, what they do. Because that's what they do. They should live in like a lion, bear, shark zone. Not like a devious Godzilla zone. And right. one of the distinctions that happens, because yes, this is a Jurassic Park podcast. <laughs> They're naked the podcast. ladies. Well, hold on. 
I was gonna say that I feel like the biggest bare naked lady song is very much an animal, not a monster. It is very much like just doing what a bare naked lady sign are you saying was designed to do. Men are just designed to not be monogamous. I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the lyrics of the song. I'm talking about like this '90s <laughs> vibe that's going on yeah. here. Well, I think I'm into the vibe. Take away the lyrics, and I'm into that's, this song. That is exactly my thoughts on this song. I think the lyrics are okay. I think that the harmonies are really great. And fun. Point. What yeah. is the name of the singer of this do. band? You know this and I don't off the top of my head. The singer's name? Well, Stephen Page sang this song. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I feel like Steve's got like a real clear tone here. That oh, I yeah. He's doing Love that tone. That is, like, uh, it is great. Yes. Yeah, he is famously buttery. Yes. Oh, like Ooh. a butterscotch waterfall, Steve's voice. <laughs> yeah. Do go chasing those waterfalls. Um, yes. But guys, just to return to Jurassic Park for one second, yes, yes. just to complete yeah, this absolutely. theory That's that I have that has not been subverted by this latest installation when the dinosaurs kill in every movie after jurassic park it is like gratuitous in a way that makes them seem out to just kill rather than eat or defend yes and we kill characters we care about like this is no spoiler because lost world has been out for 20 years or whatever but in lost world eddie is like busting his butt to save them when they're in the bus that goes over the cliff Right. And it's okay that he dies, like Muldoon dies and Samuel L. Jackson's character dies in the first one. Like, characters we like die, but we, like, don't mock their deaths. You know, the- Muldoon gets this, like, badass death where he's a mm-hmm. hunter and he's be- he's done- he's in the position that he's warned about and it's, right. like, really rad. It's, like, respect. He's, like, he's like mm, yeah. these guys got he me. He respects the animals and they're just they're sure. hunting. Mm-hmm. Are you about to talk about the babysitter? Uh, no. Oh, okay, sorry, go ahead. The babysitter? In, in Lost World, the woman who's supposed to watch the kids, and then, like, falls into the pool, and this dinosaur just fucking, like... Oh, in, or in, in um, uh, Jurassic um, World. Jurassic World. That yes. scene to me was that just... That is bananas. But no, I was talking about, in Lost World, the first sequel, Yeah. when Eddie is trying to save them from going over the cliff, his body gets ripped in two by two T-Rexes. Oh. It's like... That is a villain's death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also nuts because, like, that's like you don't cut a cheese it in half. <laughs> it's so small. True. Well, maybe you do if you're, o- if you're only mouth. You don't cut a cheese it in half. Not, they don't share. It's just as, like, Jurassic Park isn't mean. It's a tight thriller where, like, animals mm-hmm. are being animals yes. and we're, like, getting in the mm-hmm. way. And the yeah. new ones are All the other movies. ones, they're, like, mo- they're monster movies. Yeah. Which means that they can still have fun moments and there can still be, like, cool set pieces but that's why that's i think one of the main reasons why none of them are as good as the first one sure sure yeah guys please listen to my podcast we're going to yeah i'm continuing here's my here's my question my question to you is i do you think that they saw in the first jurassic park the the velociraptors and that the velociraptors are sort of the most I want to say monstrous and clever yes. of the and clever of the of the dinosaurs, right. and Agreed. they said, "Oh yeah, we're going to go with that. We're going to go with that hardcore. We're going to make them into these like creepy <laughs> monsters." Because I know when I saw it as a kid, they scared the crap oh, out of yeah, me. Yeah, that's like that is definitely oh, yeah. like a a a, uh, uh, a classic horror movie. So like the like, killers right around the, the people. Corner, the people the... love them. Oh, Let's yeah. double down on that. Let's Hell triple yeah. down on for that. sure. So, do you think that was the the sort of driving impetus behind the Lost World phenomenon you were talking about earlier? I don't know. Maybe I think it's also just like, how do you raise the stakes on something that's mm-hmm. so good? It, I think like people fall into like bad traps when they're trying to outdo something great. They literally in Jurassic world, they're literally like, 
we mixed a bunch of dinosaurs together <laughs> and we got a mega dinosaur. Yes. It's all the it's all the kinds of all the dinosaurs. Yeah. Exactly. And those I don't feel as bad about hunting to kill because it's like, oh, they they literally are a monster. You made a Frankenstein. You made a yeah. you made sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. A Frankosaurus Rex. Um like, like Deep Blue Sea. But I think the but I think the sequences that do work in Lost World are in the you know, the first sequel. I think they the sequences that are strongest besides like the tension of that bus, which is awesome because it's just like we're really just talking about this. Is a, this is a very good I love leaning into this so I gotta alter- get out of here. This is the I alternative bare naked ladies podcast. <laughs> This worm, this this wormhole, because I really could talk about Jurassic <laughs> and dinosaurs. I really will just take a thing and make it mine. I mean, truly, you good. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, I think the raptors succeed in Lost World, like that sequence where they're running and they're hunting right. them in the tall grass. Yeah, because they're they're pack hunters. Right. So that's right. what makes them scary. Is like even them just doing something non monstrous is scarier than the T Rex, especially this like thing where. All you gotta do is play freeze dance with the T Rex and you're fine. So <laughs> right. then, like, he's not that dangerous. He or she—they're all girls until mm-hmm. life finds a way. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm now a character character of myself. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a fun song, but it's more like a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Looped it back Gross. around. This Stuck is a sequel. Landing. Good. Yes, I agree. One hundred percent. So, do you think, Saker? Do you think this is a sequel to Jane? Uh, what it, song is a sequel to? It very well. This is, yeah, I think, if anything, this is a sequel to Jane. Because yes. you, you, you mentioned Manic Pixie Dream Girl earlier, and there's there's quite literally a song that is just basically Manic Pixie Dream Girl, the anthem, earlier on the CD. Yes, yeah. And her name is Jane. Yes. They're so ahead of their time. It, oh, yeah. Oh, we, I should have I just sent you a damned playlist, uh, because there's there's so much context you have to understand to understand oh, the Panic of Ladies. No, no, that's it. You're, you're fine. I'm going to deep dive. Okay. Yeah, deep dive on that. Um, but yeah, but this is weirdly, I think um, this is usually our narrator almost 100% of the time, I think, mm-hmm. is this character. The yes. narrator is the asshole boyfriend in almost every single song so far. But this is the first song we've seen, and I found this really interesting, where he's almost reveling in his assholeness. Mm-hmm. Like in the other songs, he's repentant. He's like, oh, what was me? I've been so bad. He apologizes in, in A. and But this song, he's like, Fuck my wife. This sucks. Well, you're I'm assuming it's a wife. He's saying alternative girlfriend, so it's. I'm assuming it's another girlfriend. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it could be another girlfriend. I'm so. sorry, pedant. Well, there's a very there's a very different connotation leaving your wife as leaving your girlfriend. I think, at least in the context of the '90s, right? In the context uh, of the '90s. Yeah. yeah. Still, still bad, but not as bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. In the '90s, it was less bad than today. To no, leave in the your '90s, wife? it was more well, bad. I, think, I guess. I don't know. Oh, more bad. Got it. I but I do think that might be true because I think we have we have more proliferation now of like lifelong partner girlfriend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I was just saying I think if you said like in a vacuum, cheating on your girlfriend bad. Right. Cheating on your wife worse. worse. Yes. Right. Agreed. Yes, I think that that is without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, can you? And yeah. I mean, it, it, obviously, there's a lot of con. It, there's a, relationships are on a spectrum, but yeah, I mean, at least in the American cultural context of the '90s, like where Amer- like which was what 20 sure. odd years ago yeah. like their marriage was a little a lot stronger than it is today yeah well and, and this and this song is a product of the 90s through and goddamn I felt like through. this song was like a ballad for generation x oh absolutely well that's and this is what started to confuse me because like i i liked this song and then i started saying like well this song is like 
every other sort of alternative sort of grungy song, right? And then I was watching, did I send you guys the video video or just the song video? Oh gosh, I don't know. I just Spotified it. Oh, okay. To it. Totally okay. Yeah. The video. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. We can talk about the video later. Do not worry about it. We'll talk about I the video gotta later. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the video is an homage to like 90s videos. Like nothing mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, and they even flash in the video, like it doesn't matter. Like, please focus the camera, like yeah. stuff like that. So like, as I was listening to it, I was like, this is every other grunge song. But then I thought, Oh, I get it. It's supposed to be a pastiche, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, of every grunge song. And then I thought, so what is a pastiche? Like, uh, is it pastiche? Pastiche. Pastiche. That's what I've always said. I was said. saying it with a, a pastiche. <laughs> a pastiche <laughs> Um, So, like, it's, it's, it's intentionally generic a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So at what point do you separate and say, like, this is meant to be like every other grunge song and therefore is unobtrusive and unremarkable or at what point do you say like wow they really did a good job because this sounds like a a gin blossom song or a a, you know a polaris song or whatever like does that make sense totally i mean is that you guys know more is that something they were like trying to do as a band no and actually i feel like for for this album they Mm -hmm. were they were either pushed into it or they sort of wanted to kind of dip their toes into the alternative and saker's pointing at me like he has got something to say young man (laughs) i found a quote from stephen page about this song oh was it from the liner notes of uh it's from the liner notes of all their greatest hits yes he said at the height of the grunge revolution we were strumming our banjos and singing about macaroni it felt like we were the ones being daring for the difficult second album maybe you should drive this marks the debut of rock guitar in our canon there's nothing left that won't cross over indeed so clearly they were trying to be like but it doesn't really say if they were trying to be funny with it or trying to be mm-hmm. clever or just trying to be like, we want to fit in. We want radio play. We want like a song that could be on MTV or so it's a hard read. I don't know. Um, well, that's I, interesting. Here's, here's my, here's a thread that I want to pull out at this Pull, song. my friend. Because at the very beginning he says, uh, I have a job in a shop. Mm-hmm. I'm an undercover cop. <laughs> I make sure the customers aren't thieves. That right. sounds like something we would do because we got trapped in a rhyme. <laughs> sure. I have a job in a shop. Oh, because uh, uh, I'm an undercover cop. I understand yes. that, but let's talk about this for a second with the potential that this man, who we all agree is not an undercover cop. Right. Because if he, if he works in a store to make sure the customers are not thieves, that's not what police do. That's not <laughs> right. a job a policeman is assigned to do. Uh-huh. So what are the delusions that this man is having yeah. that causes him to then be so attracted to this girl where they can sleep on the lawn and then he can ghost on her in the morning, which is literally the next thing that happens. Right. right. <laughs> we sleep on the lawn and you woke up and I was gone back to doing my job as a police officer. <laughs> Don't tell me I'm not a police officer. I am a police officer. I just, I'm only the police officer of this Forever 21. You know what? I don't think you're a police officer. I think I am though because I'm, I'm, I'm watching for thieves and that makes me a cop. I- 
though. I think you just work in a shop. He's well, an unpaid uh, police officer at Forever 21, which is not <laughs> creepy at all. So maybe instead of delusional, paid. he is malicious because this, his, this alternative girlfriend, obviously her parents have a lot of money if she sleeps above her dad's four-car garage. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. So she uh, she seems like somebody who, and her parents seem like ex-hippies to me, like, because they, there's the line, like, they un- oh, they totally understand, but she doesn't want to be understood sort of I thing. I love that line. Yeah, that was a good one because I, f- I feel like I knew some of those kids growing up. They're like, re- they have nothing to rebel against because their parents are just like, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, They're both out you know, of cause. Yeah. Ex- ex- experience your yeah, life. Yeah. You know, enjoy it. Yeah. Your futon second I feel like your parents were that way, Saker. Oh, come on, you piece of shit. You think my parents had a four-car garage? No, not rich. Like, we're nice to you. Oh, yeah, that's true. My parents were nice to me. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can see. I also kind of felt like the narrator may have been like... So anyway, but what I was saying, oh, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, was I was riffing. Uh, instead, of, instead of just being delusional, maybe he was malicious. Maybe he's trying to get at that money somehow. I don't know. I feel like he's too stupid. I feel like the narrator of our song is kind of a dum-dum. Um, I don't know if that was a popular read on this, but I feel like, I mean, is is he, is he clever? I mean, it seems like he's not being very careful. He's sleeping with a girl on the lawn, leaving his wife for an entire night. Girlfriend. All right, his girlfriend. Fucking, well, all right. I'm actually looking at the lyrics now. It uh-huh. doesn't. It is possible that there is not another girl. Because what he actually says is, last night we slept on the lawn. You woke up and I was gone. Back to the dream back to the dream I dreamed to leave. My life with her is a bore. But what he said immediately before that is, uh, back to the dream I dreamed to leave. If he's talking about like the her as just being his life and he's like mm-hmm. personifying it, sure. there may not be an actual person on the other side of this thing. Also, there's probably (laughs) interesting. So his regular life is a metaphor for his girlfriend he wants to leave. Like when Jonathan Van Ness is like, "Don't use this shampoo; she's a liar." (laughs) Right? It's not a woman. He's just the shampoo. Sure. He's just just way ahead of his time in terms of using gender pronouns to to, for (laughs) gender bonds. So his boring life in the shop. She's a boy. Is a is a her. Yeah. That's or, his or, her, current or it could be his boss. girlfriend. His life is yeah. his girlfriend. Well, and, and this what he is, devotes his time to. Yes. But this is kind of where we get into the death of the author a little bit, which <laughs> boy seems a little too academic for Brennan and Ladies, but because the video makes it pretty clear that he's with a boring wife. But if we ignore the context of the video, which I think we should, because Absolutely. the video wasn't made by them, it was made by some we, director right. just starring them. Um, we have ignored the video by not watching. Yes. 100%. You guys did your homework by not doing your homework. I love it. Because I, I would argue what could be more of an alternative girlfriend than a, an alternative to a, a girlfriend. Human, <laughs> human woman. Oh, shit. My, okay. I, have an, I have an alternative girlfriend. My girlfriend is a table. She is an alternative <laughs> I did. I searched but on... Oh, good. The alternative girlfriend is still this girl. Sure. So yeah, the my normal girlfriend is my table. Sorry, my normal girlfriend is a <laughs> table. Alternative girlfriend is a human woman. I, she I, sleeps above a four car garage. Also, she sounds like she sucks. 
Oh, yeah. Like, she's, she really sounds like she's, like, begging for a reason for anybody to think she's interesting. Mm-hmm. Classic manic pixie dream girl, yep. like, one-dimensional foibles. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, come on. This yeah. Might be a wo- this might be a woman written by men. In fact, I think we can say with certainty that this is a woman written by men. Well, sure, but I, 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 they might even be in on that. Yeah. This stuff about, like, that line about she doesn't want to be under, you know, like, mm-hmm. she just wants to be rebellious, even though, like, there's nothing to rebel against. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in an all-girl band, you're futon secondhand, your parents understand, but you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I think, think that comes right, along with a certain age, of course, too, is just, like, she's just fucking, like, trashy. I was like, never just... like this. I was never like this. Okay. All right, Jess. All right. Saker. <laughs> Saker. She I was, was never, never like this. <laughs> you she was never like this. Listen, you're all ganging up on me. All uh, I yeah, said was that Jess like was you're saying exactly, she was like this. She was exactly. It felt like you were saying like all women go through this phase, and I want you to know I never was like and this. And I also was never like this. Okay, Saker. Listen, just I was in an all-girl band. I had a futon that was secondhand. I thought it was everyone's universal experience. Oh, okay, so you were like this. You're I like was exactly like, like this. this. Cool, cool, cool. This is, this is a, a very reflective. Well, that was close. We don't another. McElroy situation no, where you just come don't. at the guest. <laughs> um, actually, uh, the, the line that you mentioned, Zach, I really love the um, the uh, uh, dream I dream to leave to um, my life with her as a bore because he's doing I I, I oh boy here's more embarrassing than we run in a bare naked ladies podcast. I also rap uh, <laughs> in a stupid band, but like it's it's that weird pivot of a line where it's like this dream I dream to leave, and then we have this half line on each side like to leave my life with her. And then we started this new line, my life with her is a bore. So we're kind of cramming three meanings into two lines just by using that middle line as sort of a pivot. Or maybe I'm reading too much into it and thinking that, like, he's too good at songwriting. But I thought it was some really clever clever lyricism on his part, um, which which kind of adds to the context of maybe... Uh, if if we are to believe to leave my life with her uh, could be another a woman or a table or a dog. <laughs> I think we all agree it's a table. Yes, I will be honest. I searched for alternative girlfriend on YouTube, and if you go deep enough looking for things, mm. there is a, a dog with a woman's mask on that someone has labeled alternative mm. girlfriend, which is a real weird video. Nothing yeah. to do with the song, but um, I love that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, terrifying deep dives you can take. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Was there something sinister about this song? Like uh, a sinister sort of um, like uh, the like I love you and now you cannot pretend. Stop pretending I don't love you. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't get the line. There's nothing left that won't cross over. I thought it was a pretty, a very pretty line. Yeah. But I'm not sure what it meant, and it sounded vaguely threatening to me. sort of saw that as like well i have a thing right now and if i jump to a new relationship like it'll Uh, be the same thing except better like the grass is always greener like it's just gonna be this it's new game plus baby i'm starting corona trigger over again like it's the or 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 or, what was that quote that he said um what was it again you have it right in front of you uh i love you and you can't pretend or there's nothing left there's nothing left there's nothing left that won't cross over yeah no 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 i'm sorry what was the quote from from steve about uh, about the song. Um, but at the height of the grunge revolution, we were strumming on our old banjos and singing about macaroni. It felt like we were the ones being daring. Uh, from the second album, maybe you should drive. This marks the debut of rock guitar. There's nothing left that won't cross over. Indeed. 
I mean, I think, right, like, this is just him, this is just him, them being like, guys, we could do it. Wasn't mm-hmm. this easy? We did it. Or. Okay, another or. or. They're all ghosts. Tables. <laughs> yeah. They're There's a great read for this song. Yes, or. Yes, or. <laughs> they're all the, the improv, uh, yes, or. Um, yeah, maybe they're all dead. Widely used. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, okay, but. so she's she's not like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She's sort of like the Lydia from Beetlejuice. Oh, shit. Where she can see ghosts. Okay, and he's the Bruce Willis that has been dead this whole time. Okay, from, <laughs> from it took me a second. From you went from A to C. From course. Beetlejuice, yep. The Alec Baldwin, Bruce Willis character. From Jurassic Park. Park from three. Jurassic Park 3, Ghost Dinosaurs. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Where they all come back. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. get to see all our favorite dinosaurs. All our favorite characters are not really dead. They're in the ghost dimension. Yeah. Paranormal Activity 11, Jurassic <laughs> Afterlife. <laughs> Jurassic <laughs> Afterworld. Ghost dimension. The ghost dimension. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, But I, I thought, um, I don't know. I, I found that a little bit confusing. I found it vaguely threatening. <laughs> you can no longer pretend that I don't love you. But I could see how there could be alternate reads on that. Um, I don't know. Anything specific that you guys, uh, Jess and Zach, thought um, uh, before we kind of, I don't know, swirl it all up into a big bowl? <laughs> a big beehive hairdo. I would like to have some discussion on the line, old at being young, young at being old. Old at being young, young at being old. Everything's on loved it i thought it was so like like what a better summative experience of being in your early 20s than like mm-hmm. I, I i can't be a kid anymore but like everyone's expecting me to be an adult and i suck at that like i don't know shit like what I don't were, know. what were your reads on it yeah the f- okay so that 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 version of it makes sense and is exactly what they were trying to say <laughs> but, but the first yes. time i read it uh-huh. yes or it it exploded my brain <laughs> okay. but, and i might have read it wrong okay uh-huh. but i was trying to i think <laughs> oh i need to sit jessica talk while i compose my thoughts oh, oh my i God. think you're right in jurassic park uh, in Jurassic World, Zach, I think like when that babysitter is eaten so horribly by like the giant water dinosaur, yes. I think that it was sort of. I think there might have been scenes that were cut out where we saw her be like a piece of crap because like no one's that mad when the lawyer in the first one gets okay. eaten off the toilet. Right. Excellent point. So she's like she's like burning the kids with cigarettes. <laughs> Jesus, in a deleted scene. Thank you for selling for me. Yeah, of course. Old, no old at being young, I get on the one hand, it's like, oh, okay, you've been young for a long time. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it means to be old when we talk about like old in the poetic sense. Oh, mm-hmm. it is. You cannot be both old and young at the same time. You can't be old at being young because <laughs> the definition of being young is to not be old. It is literally only that one thing. Following. So I, see what th- I see what they're trying to say, and I, I do understand what they mean. But what my brain did immediately was like, this line means nothing. <laughs> this is a nothing line that doesn't mean anything. This is like, a placeholder they forgot to remove from the final lyrics. <laughs> they mean, they mean, have, I mean, it's not very poetic to write, uh, have been young for a long time, have not been old for a long time, but... It's been one week since I've been old. 
I was young and old now. So <laughs> what if he is an older gentleman who is chasing his misspent youth by trying to date a much younger woman? Are you reading this as a fucking May-December relationship again? Like you do with every Bernigan Lady song? What if that it woman sense, is his though. daughter? What if he's dead? Oh, what he's if been he's dead a- the whole time? <gasps> If he's from the 1800s, of course somebody from 1994 would be yeah. young to him. Or he's a vampire. Or he's a fucking vampire. I hate to bring you guys in again so late on this lore, but most Bannigan Lady songs are about vampires. So. That would make Olda being young one of the only ways in which it could make sense. Oh, okay. He should be literally forever young because yes. he's been a vampire for hundreds of years. And isn't this a great thing? Like, they wrote this song and they were like, cool, we're going to put this into the world. And yeah. then we're like, we get it, man. We get you. Right. Yeah. Vampires. Vampires. <laughs> Vampires, ghosts, you are dating a table. Got it. <laughs> a great received. song. We, <laughs> we think it's it. only <laughs> as good as a sequel. We cracked the code. We cra- This was the correct reading. I think they're coming for us now. <laughs> we we cracked have, the I think code. we have minutes left to finish this podcast. I just got a, a text message from Ed Robertson that says, stay where you are. Yeah. This is bizarre. <laughs> Um, Evan, anything else left for you out of curiosity? Yeah, like I said, I just felt like this is a ballad for Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just, I was, gosh, when this song came out, I would have been like 12, 13. So I was like right at the right age to sort of be like, oh, alternative kids are so cool. With right. Their flannels and their ripped jeans. Right, and right. I just feel like the, those are the, like the alternative kids were sort of like the hipsters of today. You know, they just sort of pivoted into it. Sure. So, so this was, this song was just sort of the coolness to me, the like when I listened to this song, when I listened to this album when yes. I was a kid, you 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 idolized the narrator of this song. Yeah, I mean because oh, like, you piece it. That's why you grew up to be what you are today. Yeah, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, I, a ghost. Yes, yeah, a ghost. Yes. Saker summons me in a special circle for every <laughs> recording session, and uh, please just let me let me rest. Why won't he let me rest? You should, you should I, lead with that because that's I feel like an important part of your podcast appeal that maybe people don't know. Okay, well I'm not allowed to actually is a, is a demon. Do you think that's oh, important? Do you think that would get people in? I mean, it's great that you guys talk about the bare naked ladies, but I think it's also somewhat fascinating that you have bound a spirit to the uh, material plane. Yeah, but have you really looked at the song? It's all been done. Like, great point. Great point. Yeah. So anyway, but I was just saying like the alternative <laughs> movement had a lot of uh, had, had a lot of a lot to owe to like the like the DIY aesthetic of like the punk movement in the 70s and like yeah. the indie movement so it's sort of the alternative movement is sort of fractured into like indie rock and so you're and shoegazing hipsters and it, all the way through right and I'm just saying like it's it just sort of re- the rejection uh, like in, of, uh, of like the gentrification and commodification of culture and they mm-hmm. just sort of rejected it but then they became commodified all their own just like hipsters nowadays uh, and it isn't a value judgment no, I'm no, just no. saying that that American culture just eats its young. Sure, it's an aruberos. Ar- just like dinosaurs. dinosaurs. <laughs> Life finds a way. Plus, unless you're a ghost. Hey, I'm sorry. Aren't, aren't all dinosaurs <laughs> ladies? Isn't that the point too? <gasps> the bare naked Wait, ladies. And guess what? Dinosaurs don't wear clothes. Oh my god! So but they do have feathers. They do have feathers. They do have. Fe- they and were. Velocera- and Velociraptors oh are my very God. small, which we should talk about. What? Yeah, if... we're going to need 15 more minutes to talk about how Velociraptors are actually very small. They're like chicken size, right? Listen, you They're guys like are the little. ones with like jobs and like things to do. We can talk about Velociraptors literally all day. I have a job. This is mostly what our job is, dude. Yeah. It's mostly this. Oh, uh, boy. What a, what a dream. <laughs> Um, real quick, I just, the part where all the music cuts out for me and they, the, the harmonies on the, you're my, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it is 
like bare naked ladies, like that is them distilled. If you could make that into a little dropper and perfume, like mm -hmm. that is bare naked ladies essence is that line right there, which I fucking loved. I thought it was great. Um, and I thought that bridge was like just driving and really good. Um, I said that I want to hear, I wish live they would do this song a little more folksy. They do. They do. Yeah. Um, the live version, it's, a. Uh, I think it's, it's the title is like, Live version 119 2007. We'll, okay. put a, we'll put a clip in right here. Jack, don't you more... say a goddamn word. We're putting a clip in right here. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Okay, that was the clip. Why did you just play a Hitler speech now <laughs> in the middle of this podcast? That was them live. Very good ladies have a very strange but yeah, engaging That's what you played for us live in the room. We just heard a fully trans, untranslated in the original German recording of... <sighs> I don't know. What? Sorry, I was, I was, I, I died in World War II, so that's, that's just what <laughs> it's my, kind of his wheelhouse. My default yeah. to. <laughs> okay, just give me a warning first. All right, my bad. Oh uh, yeah, they do have a country version of it. Okay, and uh, it it sort of chugs along. Oh cool, it's, it's, I gotta listen to that. Yeah, is it better or worse? Uh, the same. Yeah, the same. Well, okay. actually, I'd say worse because the song. You know, I get mad when they they mix too much. Right. So I'd say like mixing country with alternative, eh, but never mind. It has its roots in indie rock anyway. Yeah. So. For sure. whatever yep. it's fine everything's okay can i go back to hell now <laughs> no you may not uh, <laughs> you really want to go back to hell oh no he prefers hell <laughs> I, <laughs> I live on the in your crawl space oh no <laughs> my crawl space is worse than hell i live you. on the first oh, circle no. with like aristotle and socrates oh, like shit, i'm just a, i'm a virtuous pagan man i'm okay <laughs> okay oh, all right six 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 so you're in like a cool circle yeah it's just like Dope. it's just like earth except everyone's nice there and oh, smart. Oh, that's nice. Right. Cool. Are you saying that I'm shitty to you? I am forcing you to do a Bernie Good Ladies yeah, podcast. I'm, I'm not saying you wouldn't. This isn't a deleted scene where you would be ripped in half by T-Rexes. <laughs> and no one would feel bad. Yeah, no one would feel bad. I, I told you half the stuff Saker has done to my spirit God form. damn cheese it. Uh, all right. Well, then uh, let's go to rating the song. All right. So now is the time in the episode when we rate the song. As always, we rate these songs on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. Bare naked being the very best that a song can be and fully clothed being the very worst. So Evan, you'll start. I'll go next and we'll mm -hmm. give our guests a chance to kind of get a feel for what this is all about. So without further ado, go ahead. This is this song to me is every girl I dated in high school. Like they're alternatives. You keep fucking do it you can't compare it to a person what clothes is it wearing? i'm going to tell you okay good fashionable clothes <laughs> okay but they're pushing the dress code just a little too hard okay. so not enough to get sent home okay from because we're all in high school literally like when she puts her hands down to her sides right touching right okay. right you got a you got a leather jacket you got some patches on there okay you know you got a, you got maybe like a faux hawk like a punky a punky haircut that could be like when you go home you can run your fingers through and it still looks like normal uh -huh. like like a normal sort of a, a schoolgirl haircut that, so your parents don't get angry does that contribute to bare naked or fully clothed having a mohawk well i'm just just defining you're the, just described okay, okay i get too caught up in this segment i'm sorry yeah, he always I'm sorry. comes he always comes at me <laughs> This is like a girl I dated back in the 
20s when I was going to high school okay, because right. I was a doughboy in World War II, if you'll remember. I forgot. Her name was Sally May. Great. Can you get the, help us get the doughboys? Because I'm looking to get more people. Oh, oh never mind. Uh, okay, that's good. I like that. Um, my This song for me is, I mean, because I was going to say the grungy look too, but I think you kind of, well, you do the alternative look. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mine is exactly wearing uh, the the denim vest and the, the long jeans and maybe like a, a classic 70s rock t-shirt, except there's lots of tears in it, mm-hmm. right? So you can see a lot of skin, but it's still somewhat clothed. Like, I feel like this song would do better if they pushed their own feel out there more. I'm curious to hear that live version. Um, but I, I feel like it's not, it's perfectly served. This was one of the only videos for this album. Mm-hmm. So clearly they cared a lot about it. They put a lot of thought and, and, and care into it. But I feel like it could have been, we're getting those glimpses. Maybe, you know, we're, we're getting, we see a little bit of the underwear through one of the rips in the, we're getting glimpses of nudity, but uh, not quite nude. Uh, I have a question about this scale. Because <laughs> as I am to understand it. Yes. You it both goes, hate this song. You guys both hate this song. No, we're showing a lot of A scale that goes from fully clothed to bare naked. <laughs> anything that isn't more naked than not naked is under five. But that's why Saker had all those holes. So he liked it more. Yeah. Well, you have to understand also my rating scale is based on a 19, like 30s aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. so, like, sure. so like if there's, so if you, there's even wrists, wrists or ankles yeah. is like basically so, naked. Oh, people so wear snowsuits this, this, all the time. This song has its arms bare. Oh, it's bare to the knees. Oh, goodness. Like it's, yeah. So, okay. so it and, might not even and have. And no sh- like heavy petticoats. Right. Exactly. It's not even, it's wearing okay, so sandals. The, it's oh, sort shit. of a mid ranking song from both. Oh people, yeah. Because yeah. you lots of holes and the ghost from the early 20th century has risks like those. Okay, I great. understand that. Great. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with um, a look that uh, I've, I've seen and rocked myself at Coachella, which is overall, short overalls, short overalls uh-huh. with uh, only like a sports bra or crop top underneath. Ooh, okay. But I'm going to add the addition of knee-high socks. Okay. Because I want, I, I like this nakedness, okay. but it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like where it feels like it's succeeding is like too patchy. Sure. Mm-hmm. To, to coalesce into a look where you're like, ooh, I like that nudity. It's right. like, okay, I like that there's some nudity here, yeah. but it's just like upper thigh and like <laughs> low... Uh, like a tiny triangle of your side. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if you can picture short rolls with a sports bra, that means you're getting like... <laughs> no, I understand. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's not like amazing, but it's there and it's you're like, there. okay. There's a lot of new And there's a fair amount, yeah. I think I have a, a similar rating. This is a this is an old man on a pier. <laughs> okay. He's wearing a raincoat. So like at first glance, <laughs> oh, he's basically entirely covered. Uh-huh. Okay. Except what you don't know. Oh no. Do I need to run from this old man? You, don't, you definitely do. Because <laughs> this old man is a sexual deal. Oh, okay. All right. well, okay, let me make this a little better. This is his home. Oh. Okay, so, so there's he's not he's, He lives in like, like a lighthouse at this pier he and he's just like getting his, his newspaper. Oh. He's just getting his newspaper, but the dude's not wearing anything. Oh you he turns yeah. around and he's fucking a table. Like, this is weird. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, we don't judge him on that relationship. <laughs> exactly. No king shame. But that is, but yes, but yes, it's <laughs> weird by my standards, but we don't yuck yums. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I think, because I think for me, this is like, this song, this song is pretty naked and clothed at the, simultaneously. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, very good. It seems like we're all sort of at the same level where, you know, good could be Yeah, it's a, it's a solid song. It's a song. Yeah, yeah. it's a solid yeah, I've heard song. worse. I've heard better. All right. From the, from the, the, from, from the v From 
BNL. Yes, as Adel calls them. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, it was a joy having you here. I'd love to have you guys plug whatever you want to plug before we head out. What do you guys have going on? Thanks for having us. No, um, yes, please listen to the Off Book podcast. It comes out every Tuesday mm-hmm. on Earwolf. We improvise a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, uh, we're about to announce, like, a bunch of dates. But uh, we were talking about this before. We will be for... If you live around these dudes, yeah, we're going to be in Detroit the beginning of August. Very cool. Yeah. And this episode will actually air July 31st. So real oh, close. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good job banking. Oh my God. We bank. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to give away your secrets, but <laughs> well, they're, they're really on the ball. Good listeners. Thank yeah, you. We recorded this in 1943. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> And when you see us in Detroit, we'll all be ghosts. Hell yes. Uh, Join Zach, me in the anything ghost uh, going on with you? No, that's great. Cool. We did it. <laughs> no, that's great. Honestly, even though Off Book is our Tuesday competition, and I would mm-hmm. love to steamroll everyone in our way, it's worth a try, I suppose. You know how that works, right? You can only have one podcast on your phone. That's, right. I've been trying to talk to Apple about being able to do more than one per day, but they just... You know, <laughs> if you download your ours, you can't have yours. That's, you only get one. That's you only right. get one. So buy two iPhones, off book on one. Yeah. It's all been done on the other. I can't there wait. You there I, you go. I can't wait for all to be ghosts together because I can tell you there's there's dinosaurs in hell. <gasps> really? Oh. Yeah. On the first oh. level with Aristotle? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, some philosopher dinosaurs? Well, I mean, there's regular people too on the first you just have to be generally good okay i mean it's mostly like the the, the plant the, her, the, the plant herbivores, herbivores. yeah okay. so we got like apatosaurus <laughs> okay, and duck build all the cute guys cool cool the cutie dinos like everyone from land before time is on the uh <laughs> Hell yes. oh, oh yeah my my partner was watching that the other day speaking of dinosaurs and he just like flipped the fuck out at the final scene and he just like looked at me with tears in his eyes going they're all dead they all the, at the end of little dinosaurs movie. starved to death land before time is heaven but actually it's hell i i know because i because <laughs> <laughs> you've been there yeah all right well thank you guys so much for being on we really appreciate it thank you, you thank you so much bye bye, bye. hey evan uh-huh if you were gonna build a house uh-huh what would you make it out of stick stick you make a woody house one stick that's not a house one stick is not a house make stick of gum 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 is funny (laughs) so funny you know what else is funny the word dick and you can follow the adventures of captain dick kahey the captain of the ass thrifty he seems confident but is he really (laughs) loves lust lost the spin-off novel novel of the it's all been done radio our program universe journey shows us kk's wait 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 what was that that was like a fucking scientologist (laughs) (laughs) a spin-off program of the love lost lost universe journey must consume more nutrition food (laughs) like it was like an l ron hubber novel you just like eat your protein pellets and shut the fuck up and listen to loves lust lost which is a which is a a spin-off novel of the it's all been done radio hour program universe journey word salad <laughs> from universe like journey i'm having a stroke. no okay let me put some commas the in there which is a spin-off done. of the it's all been done radio progr- hour program, program comma universe comma journey. universe journey the it's all been done radio hour program universe <laughs> journey. <laughs> so before it sounded insane but when you pause at the correct air it sounds like a okay, normal let me thing try it again. loves lust lost a spin-off novel of the it's all been done radio our program universe journey <laughs> Did I do it right? 
You need to go on. It's all been trekked before. <laughs> Another fine program from the IABD presents you Cattle League. You need to go on. It's all been trekked before. You love trekking. But they're doing TOS. Like, Ooh. I'm going to wait for TNG Terms or DS9. or Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, TOS is fine, but I don't really have much to say about the original series episodes. Y'all, you can find out how Dick became the man he is. You can listen to plenty of stories set during the series with peeks into the heads of the regulars that you possibly know and love. The novel's available- Does it say possibly in the Sure does. <laughs> I was editorializing You're an a ass. Bit. You <laughs> are, you belong on the starship <laughs> ass. Uh, or ASS, my apologies. You can, the ASS Thrifty. <gasps> it says ass. Ass Thrifty. Holy shit. Uh, the novel was available exclusively at Amazon.com and is now available in paperback as well as ebook. Check it out at iabdpresents.com. Check it out. Uh, all right, Evan. So um, we did not get a chance to, as Zach and Jess did not watch the video. Hey, they you, know, you know what's funny? What's funny? Gum. Gum is pretty funny, buddy. It's a nice callback. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that video before we get into our other segments. Oh yeah. Here. So um, the video, uh, you know, I, tr to be honest, and I hate to sound like a dumb dumb, I did not catch the double meaning in alternative girlfriend until I watched the video. <laughs> I didn't understand it was alternative music, but now I get it. Um, you silly boy. You what silly, a funny. Silly. I think this is my favorite BNL video so far. So funny. Like, yeah, it was legitimately like, I laughed tons of times. And, and like, the 90s is when I start, like, the late 90s specifically is when I started to, like, actually get into music and, like, watch MTV. Like, yeah. I remember coming home from, like, the the pool and just like no parents nothing like that and i'm like oh mtv's just gay like i want to put it on yeah, and, yeah, I yeah. On MTV, and it was like the first video i ever saw was i think blind melons no rain and i was like this is interesting <laughs> i love that the b girl yeah yeah so then i, I just watched video. mt i remember watching mtv for like four hours yeah just like a videos and i'm like this music is good my parents did not weird. not let me watch mtv nor nor mine oh okay so that's, that's why, why you had that's to watch why it i had it, it was a it was like like it was like saturday night live where you like had to like sneak up oh really my late. parents let me watch saturday night live of course i watch the reruns on Comedy Central. They always showed like the Sandler, Farley era. Yeah. Oh boy. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Well, I mean, the Saturday Night Live always has like, it has like peaks and valleys. And yeah. I think right now it's in a peak again. Like everyone. Really? Yeah, I think the new cast is really kicking. I've only seen a couple episodes, but like, and people keep posting our friend. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Twelch, Dylan Twelch. <laughs> keeps posting Saturday Night Live skits on my wall, Facebook wall, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, number one, Steve looks insane. Yeah, his fucking mustache. <laughs> I wondered if this was a look for the video or if this was just his look at the time. Like, and mustaches weren't a big deal. Like, the, it was like the 90s were not a mustache time. But like, mustaches are back being a big oh, way. Yeah. And then, like, when my dad was a kid, mustaches were good. He looks like a trucker in this video. Yeah. He's got, like, a big porn mustache. Yeah. And another and... poet shirt. Yes! <laughs> he's, he's, he's wearing a very similar shirt to What a Good Boy. What a good boy. What a good boy. Uh, but, oh, he looks insane in this video from moment his face is one of the first that you see on screen and i just started laughing immediately he's almost barely recognizable as steve did you cracks me up see his kick yes oh boy i loved it that's a i guess that's a signature move for yeah, him because we've he, seen it in a couple of videos actually well you listeners we we've recorded a couple episodes that you'll never hear yeah probably our, our practice episodes yeah, at the very beginning but, where we talk about the steve kick yeah uh maybe we'll have a patreon one day no <laughs> we keep talking about it um this video you have, to have listeners to have a patreon <laughs> it's not a bad idea where we have to pay them yeah <laughs> okay to listen to our <laughs> sign up we'll give you two dollars 
Uh, this video was directed by Adam Bernstein, mm-hmm. who directed... Of the Bernstein Bears. Who, of the Berenstain Bears. <laughs> he directed Love Shack. He directed Hey Ladies by the Beastie Boys. He directed Baby Got Back. He directed, as I was watching this video, it's so bizarre. Clearly, he has a signature that's so subtle. And uh-huh. I was like, this reminds me a lot of Pete and Pete. Guess what? He directed a bunch of episodes of Pete and Pete. I fucking love Polaris. Yeah, me too. Boy, do I love Hey Sandy. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I bought their album when it actually came out. Really? Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a solid album. Like "Waiting for October" is like my signature, one of my signature songs for the autumn time. I, I want to say I had the single of "Hey Sandy." Well, you had to like send away box tops from like Kellogg cereals to get it. Then I did not have the single. Yeah, because I remember I remember my dad loving the opening to Pete and Pete. Yeah. <sighs> Childhood Zen, buddy. <laughs> We're not doing it. Never. But uh, yeah, like uh. I remember him loving it, and I, like for his birthday one year, like I saved up all these fucking box tops and yeah. like sent away for the, I forget what that was single was called, like the tape was called, but it had a bunch of songs on it. Yeah, from, and I haven't listened. I'm not gonna go back and listen to my Polaris, my Polaris CD. Yeah, but it's great. It's Are a you great talking album. about the Nickelodeon? Yeah. Oh yeah, the Nickelodeon cassette I had as well. Uh, I got it from a friend, um, but it had like a uh, uh, Happy Happy Joy Joy uh, and um, maybe maybe, the maybe there was theme. one just for Pete and Pete. I don't know. I, I but... just I remember getting the cassette of Hey Sandy. I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I thought that like it's the songs about the Kent State shootings, isn't it? What? Yeah. I was. I have not listened to it probably since I was fifteen. Yeah. But, well, wow. because they're like the the lead singer in Polaris has such like a mush mouth that like, yeah. and he like makes he like does it on purpose now. Really? Sort yeah. of a Michael Stipean like. Yeah. I'm like, not gonna write down the lyrics. You won't like understand where he's them. like uh, it's uh, you say the like that where he does that. <laughs> it's Sandy, but, but it's, like, it's, it's like did you settle to shoot me? And like so wow. it's about it's, I think it's about the Kent State shootings. Uh, don't don't quote me on that, but I'm like I'd love to do a breakdown of Polaris. Oh. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Maybe in our bonus. Patreon I just keep trying episodes. to trying to claw my way out of this. <laughs> Hashtag give me them Sac- bucks. Saker keeps me in a pit. Um, uh, the video. One thing I didn't like about it. Hmm. So, the girlfriend in the yeah. video, Billy Beyond, played by drag queen Billy Beyond. Yeah. When I was, I, listen, that's not the thing I don't like. Okay. Great. You. I loved are- it. Saker on record as being a homophobe. <laughs> no. Well, actually, it, I, don't, I think he's a queer actor. Or they, I want to use they because I didn't do enough research to do on Billy Beyond to, to know what their preferred pronoun is. I'm just okay, going to use, we'll use they. So I, I think they are a queer activist too because I, I remember seeing. I, I just did like very desultory research on them. L- let me finish my point because right now I sound like a homophobe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I'm not. So on to. Uh, did you see the no, Jim, no, Jim no, eating no, a hoagie? No, 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 did you see Jim eating a hoagie, Saker? <laughs> um, I feel like they were trying to play off of the idea of alternative girlfriend like this is an alternative girl uh-huh. like and so like you know because it's not really a girl wink wink nudge nudge i thought it was kind of, listen if billy beyond agreed to be in the shoot i'm sure that they had some idea of mm-hmm. like what they were doing mm-hmm. because especially if they're queer activists i don't again i we, we both should have done more research, research than we did yeah but um but i i, I thought that it just felt disingenuous again i don't think the bare naked ladies are homophobic or transphobic or whatever mm-hmm but it was the 90s. It was a different time. That's a joke yeah. that may have played. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, alt-girlfriend. Like, Yeah. So I it, it struck me in a weird way where I thought, like, I don't 
know if this is something you can do anymore. I, I, you didn't have that. I, I brought this up to you at the concert, mm-hmm. and you didn't seem to have the same feeling. You just liked it. You thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I don't. I think that if they, thought, if everyone was on board, yeah. like I don't think it was that that they were put forward in sort of a mocking way. Right. I mean, well, I mean, the the song is mocking of the girlfriend because she lives in her two car garage right, and she, right. you know, her parents are rich and her futons. Like, so she's kind of a joke, right. but I don't think that Billy beyond was shot in a way to make them sort of a, a punchline. But again, I, I, this is just my read on it. Yeah. And I'm sure that, you know, it's just, that's just my read on it. So sure. sans propos uh, apropos of nothing. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do, those those basically loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved all the like winks to alternative music and alternative videos. Like, please him, focus the camera. Did you see him smashing those pumpkins at the end? That cracked me up too. FYI, trivia time. Uh, smashing the pumpkins, Andy broke his uh, ankle. And they kept it in the video. There's a shot where he's like stepping on a pumpkin and you could see him like slip. Oh! <laughs> but or either broke it or twisted it or something. But man, I, that cracks me up that they kept that in. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, I love that like, like Tyler's cropped out face where they just showed him playing the drums without a head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the whole shoot is very, very funny. Or the callback. Did you see the callback to um, the fuck was that Gordon song? No. The first, the first Gordon video? Uh, what? It wasn't, no. it wasn't Enid. Was it Enid? Maybe. It was Enid. Yeah, it was Enid. I call back to Enid where Jim's eating a hoagie now. No, what? Is somebody eating a hoagie? Yeah, Jim Jim eats a oh, hoagie. Oh, he's eating a, a, a stale piece of French bread. A hoagie. <laughs> I can't tell the difference, right? You Do you think all bread is a sandwich? Because it's just a bread sandwich. All bread is a nascent sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich in being. A, yes. No, I. Uh, yeah, he's eating a... Well, I, the trivia I read identified it as a stale piece of bread. I'm not sure how we were supposed to know that, but it was just supposed to be well, like... he was chewing real hard. Oh, he was, yeah. It was like absurdist humor. But yeah, I hope that was a reference to Enid, because that's what my favorite part of Enid <laughs> is why fucking that big drum fill. God, it still cracks me up. Oh, goodness. Yeah, but there was um, a bunch of callbacks to... I mean, they were... Well, not callback. They couldn't be callbacks if they were happening like contemporaneously with these other videos. Here's the thing. At some point we're going to have to cover some B-sides because I want you to watch the video for Thanks That Was Fun so bad. It is the greatest B&L video. Well, get out there, beat the pavement, get us a Patreon <laughs> saker. I'll start it tonight. Because it'd be nice not to have to pay for the hosting fees for this. If we start it tonight, though, we have to commit and record double the episodes. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't have time to do that, Sure man. you do. We'll record four episodes every other Sunday. Oh, my God. Two Patreons, you regular. <laughs> You don't have a child. It's fine. I have a child and like a career, and then also I my side hustle uh, that actually pays me. Yeah, but which is more important, writing or better good ladies? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest. You don't want to make me make those that choice, buddy. <laughs> I guess suppose that's like, true. <laughs> ask that about ask me. A, gosh, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> don't don't let's not talk about this let's anymore. Be, let's be darkly honest here, buddy. <laughs> is this taking you away from your writing? No. If it were, then we wouldn't be doing it. Really? Yeah. Okay. So. All right. I trust you. I don't want to hurt your. No, no, life. no, no, no. I, uh, I, I find time to write. This okay. is not. This is not my writing time. Okay. All right. This is the time where I'll be. This is taking me away from cleaning the house. <laughs> so it's putting strain on my relationships. Which, but other than that, is <laughs> which, which, uh, my relationship can handle a lot of strain because my partner is a very good person. Oh, how sweet. Okay, that's good. Um, any other thoughts about the video? Bup bup. Nope. Cool. All right. Uh, So now we're going to spin that big wheel and try to figure out what our uh, segment is going to be for today. The segment is foretold. Today's segment is, thanks, that was fun. 
Spin again. If you get th- thanks, that was fun three times oh. in a row. You permanently and immediately end you the just, podcast. Saker just put that in this in here to mock me. <laughs> I just think it's fun. I live with it every day. If okay. this song played in your head 24 hours a day, hmm. ceaselessly and relentlessly, how long would it be before you jumped off of a bridge? So, alternative girlfriend. This is a rough one because it is a good song. Yeah, it's a fun song. It's it's well, and, and the thing is, like, I don't think I think this this uh, this segment shouldn't be how long until you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, what does this song inevitably drive you to? Ooh, okay. Because I feel like this song is driving you to like cheat on your spouse or partner. <laughs> like this song wants to make you like head out there and like play the field. Uh huh. So how long until like you were like. This song just playing over it. You need an alternative girlfriend. You need an alternative <laughs> girlfriend. She's your alternative girlfriend, uh-huh. or he, or they, or anything. You you gotta gotta get it, man. You gotta get it. Do you do you feel like you are? I'm not prone to cheating. I don't think. No 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 no. But if something is said enough, I guess I'm a. I love corporate. You know, after I listen to an episode of Doughboys, I want to eat at that chain immediately. Yeah. So yeah, all it takes. God, if somebody did was saying to me, "Cheat twenty four 7 I mean, that's just sort of how our current president plays. Just oh, says the dumb stuff over yeah. and over again. Uh, no, I would never so. cheat on my lovely wife. Um, but uh, but yeah. So this, you think that you think that you would? I mean, you're ready I to don't just stick your dick in. Think that basically I... anything, right? I see you fuck a bowl of popcorn. <laughs> that's my party <laughs> trick, man. <laughs> like. It's pretty cool. I mean, and weren't cool. you impressed? <laughs> he does pull it out during parties. Not a single kernel spilled. After we dance naked to Jane. <laughs> yep, and do our Harry Potter yoga. <laughs> That's right, Harry Potter yoga. Oh, boy. Uh, listeners, no more need be said. Dumbledore's disapparation. Um, so what, what would it, it would, it would lead you to? No, I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm not saying it would lead me to cheat, but do you think you would be driven insane? I mean, you're going to be driven insane eventually. Yeah. But how does your madness manifest is what I'm asking. Here's what, here's what this would inspire me to do. I think it would inspire me to start a throwback band. I mean, I'd probably start but a cover band. Here's my question. Uh-huh. Could you write and perform music with another song <laughs> playing in your head constantly? Because remember, as you're as you're like playing your song, the volume in your head is going up and up and up till it till it edges out the volume oh, of what you're hearing. It's or, always the most uh, yeah. audible thing for you. Right. Would I even be able to concert? So no. Here's the deal. I think you're always driven to suicide. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, what is... about what about like joining an alternative? But see, you could write a bunch of songs, but they would all be in the same key and the same tempo of this song. <laughs> right. So you're just writing around this song. Yeah, you'd be like harmonizing with. You'd create beautiful things out of this song, except that no one would be able to hear the second part of it but you. <laughs> except one day, somebody Wizard of Oz style would realize like. If you play Alternative Girlfriend over this guy's entire CD, <laughs> entire it catalog. creates these like beautiful other worlds. If you play every song in his catalog <laughs> over each other, and then Alternative Girlfriend louder than them all, it just becomes like your swan song. <laughs> it becomes the face of God. And then you kill yourself. And then you kill yourself. <laughs> so it would take long enough until someone realized that you see the face of God in the music <laughs> right. of Alternative Girlfriend. And then you're lifted up to heaven. A big hand, yes. or just a big hand comes down and smashes you flat. So you don't kill yourself. You are you are smit, smote by God. I don't even know if you're smote. You are uh, you are uh, raptured. Tra- raptured, transcended. You are transcended. Like yes. that Ted Chang story. All that's left is my shoes and my pants because that's all I ever wear. <laughs> <laughs> no shirt, no underwear, no service. Um, and your glasses. What glasses? Okay. 
<laughs> so um and your hip brace so i guess but so how long before god takes you <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if i have the ability to write such a beautiful so i think okay but I'm, i would learn i think 40 i feel like years. being driven insane yeah so you're like living in a really like a rat you're squatting in like a rat infested hovel like downtown somewhere yeah. it's no four car garage yeah uh, but you're just you're just working on this madness and there's like just scraps of paper with yes. lyrics and whatnot for sure you've got a ratty guitar you bought at like a a, a thrift store plugged into a one of gordon's amplifiers that sounds right to me <laughs> uh yeah okay so i'm gonna say 40 years uh i feel like you're more musically adept than me so i'm gonna probably die of old age before i can i can bring this to fruition <laughs> Jesus. all right so, so there we go great okay cool sad, so never for you sad story pretty good Okay, now's the time when we take a letter from one of our listeners. This segment is called Bare Naked Males. If you have a piece of mail for us, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This email is from someone named Jack. Jack's uh, email is titled, Saker is terrible. Evan is pretty okay, though. Hey! First line. I'll take it. Now that I've gotten your attention, sex. Wait, no, that's not how that joke goes. Anyway... <laughs> This is hard. I'm going to I'm going to modify Jack's question. Okay. BNL band members, past, present and future, fuck, marry, kill. Who? But that's not cuz you could just say kill, 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 kill to all of them. The fun is being given 3 mm-hmm. and then having to choose a fuck, marry, kill from a monster. Or we them. could add additional There are 6 options. members to be a BNL. Oh, you I like that. <laughs> okay, so our options are I'm going to write these down so I don't forget them. <laughs> I like fuck, marry, kill. All right, so uh fuck Mary, kill, uh, kiss, kiss, um, uh, uh, Jenga. No, these are too simple. Be like, <laughs> all right, give me, give me yours. It'll be like co- cohabitate, like co- where your, your roommates. Co-habitate. Who would you, who would you want most want to be your roommate? Uh-huh. Um, who would you most want to? Okay, so we're fuck Mary, kill, fuck Mary, kill, roommate, roommate. Um, we got two more. Uh, 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 uh co-parent co-parent and then start a business with okay <laughs> so fuck mary kill cohabitate co-parent co-partner yes co-business yes all right so here we go so we have we have tyler we have uh jim, jim. we have andy, andy. We, we have, have steve we have ed and we have, have beautiful boy kevin kevin okay so are we are we deciding on these together <laughs> Uh, we can, or we uh, could have. Why don't our... you do, run run through your six? What do you think? Oh, okay, All right. put me on the spot, buddy. On the All spot. right. So I'm gonna. Well, yeah, I'm gonna. So we'll start with fuck. Um, I know who you're gonna fuck. I'm gonna write down a name. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'll tell you if you guess it right. But I, I, I'm just, I'm still deciding. But I don't, I don't want to be that guy that's like, I knew you'd say that. I wrote it down, so I really knew you'd say that. I'm gonna go with um. Jim. Oh, I wrote Ed down. We we're just talking about his piercing blue eyes. Right, right. You don't want to see that staring over you? For one night? For one night. Oh, I see. So your fuck is Jim, you're Mary? Uh, probably Ed. I think Ed would make a really good... I agree. A good husbo to me. Who would you kill? Boo, boo, boo. That's a tough one. I'm going to be honest. I... I don't. I don't want any of them dead. You have to. But if I have to kill one of them, I'd probably Tyler. Wow, the most joyful boy. I know. The band mother. 
You're gonna kill somebody's mom? Well, because I'm taking them away from the band. They're not gonna have time to be in a band when they're married and Jeez. co-parenting and cohabitating. Oh yeah, it's not that they have kids and wives already. It's not that I don't like Tyler. It's just I like the other ones better. Fuck you. All right. All right. <laughs> your, all right. Is your rest. Okay, I'm gonna cohabitate with uh, Andy because I feel like he keeps to himself and he's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty clean. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Co parent. I'm gonna. Co- oh Jesus, no! I really <laughs> fucked myself on this, didn't I? Too late to go back. You gotta finish it up. I should have killed. I should have killed Steve, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. I'm really fucked. Uh, so I'm gonna co-parent with uh, who do I have left? So I've got you have Kevin, Kevin, and oh Kevin. Kevin's an co-parent easy. with Kevin. Kevin. So that means you are running a business. I'm running a business with Steve. <laughs> you dumb shit. Well, I think Steve. If if okay, so if we divide the uh, if we divide the uh, jobs yeah. correctly, and Steve is like the front man, uh-huh. and I handle like the back the back room stuff. Uh-huh. If I get like an accounting degree or something or a business degree, uh-huh. like I think we I think we can make that work. Like if he's just the spokesperson, yeah. Like the and I and I dust. I'm the shadowy partner who handles the actual day to day. I don't know how good Steve is. I don't think I never think Steve is a businessman. Okay, I'm giving you time to do your thing. Which no, is no, 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 no. Okay. I, I, I'm listening and okay. I'm. I'm I'm taking it all in. Yeah. So Saker, who is always <laughs> always does this better than me, has had time to think about this the whole time. I always put you in front. Yeah. But actually, no, because already I'm hitting these difficult, like, boy. All right, wait, is... Okay, come on. All right, here we go. Uh, I would fuck Steve. Straight off the bat. A wild knight with a wild man. Oh, he's, yeah? he's the bad boy of the BNL. Well, here's the thing. I think if you fucked, with him, fucked him, he would follow you around for a while after that. He's not a puppy. He's a wild man. I know, but he would, like, he would pine for you. You think so? Oh, because he because of his song. That's sort of how he that's that's how he per, that's how he portrays himself. I'm his, I'm only thinking Steve as Steve as portrayed in his songs. So he's gonna come after you, man. Right, right, right. All right, go next. Oh shit! Oh, bu- oh buddy. Okay. Nope. So Mary then is gonna have to be Jim. Okay, why? Because he's he's uh, he's the most down to earth. Yeah. I think he's you know he's a calm dude. He's he would be a good a good person to to have a loving relationship. With. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would kill Andy. Least essential bear to could lay. <laughs> He's multi-talented, great dude. No, you know what? I'm switching it around. You can't switch it around. Okay, Too late. Andy, you didn't let kill, me. You didn't dead. let me. He's dead. I would cohabitate with. Why Kevin. would you kill Andy? Because he's le- least essential. Even though he's probably he plays the most instruments, <laughs> he might be the most talented. Uh, I'd cohabitate with Kevin. Uh huh. Quiet. Keeps to himself. I think just the same yeah. as your reason, yeah. for Andy. I'd co-parent with Ed. Okay. Which puts me in the unenviable position of running a business with Tyler, <laughs> who, who is well. Here's I the think, thing: I think Tyler, I think Tyler could pivot into like accounting pretty easily. No, he's oh, he's too crazy. He's he's energy. Well, actually, if he was the like advertising, so you're you doing know, the same thing. I was thinking like a reverse of me and Steve, where where you're out front because yeah. you've got a you've got a very ebullient personality, and you're, okay. you're out there spinning your rhymes and whatnot, and Tyler's just in the back like. But that that drum that no, he's doing is just no. the accounting and like the day to day business. He's got too much energy to do accounting and day to day business. Well, he if he applied, never... if he just applied himself. <laughs> All right, uh, Evan, that's the end of the episode, buddy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, we did it. Congratulations to us. Dinosaur's going to come kill my ghost. But nothing happened. That's that's a Um, callback. Hey, uh, do you have anything to plug this week? 
I'm gonna plug gum. I'm gonna plug the. Uh, well, yeah, gum's funny. <laughs> gum is <laughs> really a, funny. A gum's a good time. <laughs> I'm gonna plug a, a book of spells that will allow the reader to free me from my bond, my <laughs> earthly bonds. Spells of the elves. Spells of the oh, by Joshua Jurial Madinaldo the third. Also a weird Illuminati conspiracy theorist. Yep, yep, yep. But you know what? There's a spell in there that, if said correctly, will free my ghost and allow me to return to hell. Sure. And Saker will no longer have power over me. So if you were to find a copy of that book uh, and read it to me, uh, I would be free. I'm going to uh, put the Amazon link for Spells of the Elves right into the episode description. <laughs> I want this to start trending on Amazon. I it's used a- to own a copy of it, but Saker stole it from I me. I did not steal it from you. I do you, not have you it. You destroyed it. Okay, I'm going to buy another one for you. It's free on Kindle right now. <laughs> Can you imagine having a digital <laughs> copy of Spells of the I feel the like elves? you need the, you really need the, uh, the, the hard copy. Sure. But his... Uh, his like Illuminati. Did you ever read that Illuminati conspiracy no. book that you bought me I bought for you? And then I gave it to you. I did. You, I, I keep a clean house. <laughs> you <laughs> he do said, not keep a clean looking house. Looking at his mess. Uh, you can buy a copy of Spells of the Elves. It's out of print, so it's ninety one dollars paperback. <laughs> and that's why Saker is Saker bought all the copies up, and yes, I did. Uh, that's I'll never be free. I'm oh, a, I'm boy. a trapped ghost, Civil War ghost. Wait. I'm, I'm from the I'm from the revolution. I don't. Remember. I don't even remember what war I'm from. <laughs> it's fine. It was World War Two. Exactly. Nineteen If you remember, shoot us an email. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Saker. I'll never be free. <laughs> and we'll see you again every, every week. Way.